Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Art of Noticing. I'm your host, best-selling author Johnny B. Truant, and I'm here to help you give the muse the finger and make life your muse instead. In each 10-minute episode, I'll tell you how I spun something mundane into inspiration and show you how to do the same. If you've ever wondered how to write better, how to be creative, how to get more ideas, you're in the right place. Let's start noticing. Today, I noticed that I don't like my endocrinologist at all. Um, This actually isn't really, truly new information in terms of me not liking my endocrinologist. It's really that um, I've noticed that I don't actually have to go there anymore. And I think that that's kind of the spirit of this entire noticing is there's a sense of authority that we tend to defer to other people. We tend to say that, well, if they're in charge, then subconsciously even, it might not even be something that we know, that we realize that we're doing, but we let them tell us what is so. And I've never been a big fan of that sort of thing, of listening to authorities just because they're authorities. But it's interesting that for the longest time, I did exactly this with my medical care. So just as a tiny little bit of background, I am a type 1 diabetic. I have um, been that way for over 30 years now, 35 years, basically. And, you know, I was a kid when I had this diagnosis, and it was one of those situations where just something was not quite wrong, but not wrong enough that I actually felt bad, and my blood sugar was stupidly high, and I went into the hospital to get it fixed and all this stuff. But I learned in the hospital originally that, um, you know, how to, how to handle it as a 13 year old kid, that was a little intimidating, but I, I, I figured it out and my parents figured it out. And so here we are 35 years later, and you're probably getting a feel for the kind of person that I am. And that, that is a, a person who's curious, a person who investigates. I really like learning a lot about various things. I'm, I'm just very interested in a lot of things And I'm also science minded. So I started grad school in genetics. I, you know, so I have this biological sciences background and just that combined with my natural flair for optimism, not optimism, although I am optimistic, but optimization led to me, let's just say being fairly adept, fairly aware, not only of how to handle my own healthcare, but also noticing the trends and optimizing. So noticing what happens when I eat certain foods and noticing trends in blood sugar. And I have a continuous monitor now um, that will monitor my blood sugar reasonably close to um, 100% accurate in real time. But back in the day when I just had like where you would prick your finger and get like do a blood test, that was the sort of thing they'd say, oh, you should do that a few times a day. Well, I did it 12 to 15 times a day. So I really like to have a lot of information and a lot of uh, graphs and trends and so all of this. So this is all to say that I've been very involved in this sort of thing because it's 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 quantifiable. It's the sort of thing you go and you get various blood tests and various other kinds of tests and you know you get a feel for over 35 years of sort of how the field is changing and what different doctors ask for. And I I had a doctor back when I lived in Ohio who saw all of the things that I've just been saying. And he would say, okay, well, you need to come in once every six months. I would let you come in less often, but it's the sort of thing where in order to keep prescribing, you have to come in at least that much. And he would see other patients every three months or sometimes less, depending on how much care that they needed. 
but he said, you know, hey, you got it under control. And then when I moved to Texas, I actually continued to do like remote televisits with that doctor until it came to the point where I had a really complicated situation with insurance and I decided I needed somebody locally. And that's when I got my current doctor. And this is all just like little steps. And so the little step here was that, well, since I previously had an endocrinologist, I needed a new one. And well, they would tell me what to do. And in the same way that my old doctor used to tell me, okay, well, you got to go get these tests. But I noticed how annoying they, this new one was in terms of not respecting anything that I knew. And so I would say, well, I've noticed that if I do the way that you're telling me to do it, the way that it's established with this like auto-correcting insulin pump thing, that it doesn't do very well after certain meals that combine a lot of carbohydrates and fats because the fat acts as a control rod and it slowly lets the carbohydrate into the blood. And so it stays high and the conservative pump doesn't bring it down. So I got this, blah, blah, blah. And this very safe, well-reasoned way that I would do it. And I just keep getting yelled at. And the last time I went in, um, the nurse just, um, nurse practitioner just flat out refused to listen to me and said, you're just, you're not going to convince me you're wrong. Sorry, you're not going to convince me. Pause. You're wrong. Um, and I have to come in every three months. And now I can't even do televisits because they need to see me every time. And they order so many tests that I'm starting to wonder if this is like, are you just trying to pad your insurance? Are you just trying to get as many tests? Are you just trying to get as many visits as you can and not respecting the patient at all? And to me, this is a dangerous precedent because somebody who's in authority of something that is important, like your health, it's easy to just be like, well, they must be right, but they aren't in this case. And I realized I can leave. And so to come around to the whole point, this realization that just because even though I know better that I can walk away from an authority when I have actually thought about it and I don't feel like I'm being foolhardy, but most people don't realize that. And it got me thinking about the other triggers that happen in creativity because we're allowing, we're conferring some sort of an authority on somebody else that really is just another opinion. So critics are this way too. You can either say, so if if you're fortunate enough to have actual critics reviewing your stuff, well, that's kind of a quality problem because you wouldn't have actual critics reviewing your work if you weren't to some degree popular. But if you have that, you're lining up against more established critics. And there's this sort of thing that can squash you if just somebody, because they are established, because they are known, if they have something to say about what you do, it doesn't matter if it's true, we tend to kind of internalize that. And it it can be the sort of thing that can stop you and change what it is that you do without even really kind of considering that you, you have the option to not accept that. Now, there is the question of like saleability and that sort of thing. If you don't listen to feedback consistently, then you're just kind of arrogant. And so there's a a balance here where you want to make sure that you please the folks that you actually need to please, which brings me to thinking about peers. So in my field of of authors, it's actually really common, uh, I would say more so than a lot of other creative disciplines, to invite the opinions of like alpha readers and beta readers to this day, I still don't know what the difference is. So I use them interchangeably in, in actually like shaping work. Now I actually don't like to do that because I only want to ask the opinions of specific people rather than getting mass opinions from a bunch of people who I kind of don't really know. Now, if you notice an overall trend 
that your 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 dedicated people are having a problem with something that you're doing, then you need to listen to that. And if your peers, the people you respect, are giving you feedback and it's consistent, then you need to think about that. But what about seeking that peer feedback at all, rather than just letting the critiques that come to you come to you? Remember that the people who have a problem with what you're doing are going to be louder than the people who say you're doing great. It also knocks the ego of anybody else to say you're doing great because they aren't getting to contribute and people want to feel that they contribute and you contribute by giving criticism, by saying, have you thought that maybe you should be doing this instead? Sometimes it's posed nicely. Sometimes it's not. But the whole point is that you have an option. You don't have to react immediately to anything that anybody is saying. No feedback, no uh, somebody trying to save you from yourself, which is the sort of thing that's happened with me a lot. People, well, you know, you're doing this wrong. I, I love you, so I want to save you. Well, I don't always want to be saved. Sometimes I know what I'm doing. And it all comes back to this, this need to hone and to trust your gut. Because are you being stubborn or are you being sensible to resist? You know, I could resist my doctor and be wrong. I'm pretty convinced I'm not. You have to develop that gut feel for what is the time that you want to listen to that criticism, listen to that feedback, listen to that that nudge, and what times you know best. It's all about developing that inner compass, but it's also all about remembering that you always actually have a choice. All right, that's it for today. If you'd like more, there's a full article about every episode on my website at johnnybtruant.com, as well as show notes and transcripts. If you find value in what I do, please consider becoming a member of the site. Just click on membership at the top. Members get extra weekly episodes of the podcast, extra companion articles, my current in-progress book, if you're into that sort of thing, and more, all for just a few bucks a month. It's basically like buying me a cup of coffee. If membership isn't for you, please show your support by subscribing, sharing, reviewing, all that good stuff. It really does make a difference. Thanks for listening and stay curious.